So, welcome, folks. We're in our number 17th or 18th. Um, um, and we're, we're going to start by people have sent in some questions. So, let's start by the questions. Matt, Matt asks, where do you stand on the issue of past lives? Which one? Um, I'm having a lot of trouble with this life, to tell you the truth. But anyway, past lives. Um, my, my take on that is that when this body dies, um, there's something that in it has the possibility to move on. It's called the astral bodies of the of the world, of the Eastern world. Everybody has a way of describing it, but it's something of a uh, whatever level of consciousness we die in um, could move on to a resonant level of consciousness. Now, as far as past and with all that, I, I really don't know any. I think he's talking about, about like, you know, he was Napoleon in a past life or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that I have no idea about at all. I only can tell you about uh, the movement of, of maybe of an astral body or a soul out of a, of a uh, deceased person that could possibly move on to something else. Okay. I was Winston Churchill before. Yeah, <laughs> right. I can hear the way you were scatting. You were Winston Churchill. Okay. Um, Zahaji, oh God, Z H I K E R J. That's a tough one. Zakarji. Anyway, do you, did you really let your wife make Adam sleep in the in the garage? And for how long did this go on? Why did it? Why did you do it? Well, let's get that. that that's Adam's version of it. Um, it was not a garage. I mean, it was once, you know, like back. It was a conversion. It was a conversion, and it had a tile bu- uh, floor and some kind of drywall on the side and a bed. So it wasn't a garage. It wasn't um, used for a garage, I think, for a long time. So we like we called it our little. Back, I tried to make up something for so he could have a place to live, but it, not, that's not the way it sounds at all in this. And if you know he, if he kept it up and and uh, need and so forth, it would have been okay. Well, uh, your your stepdaughter also lived in there. Yeah, for uh, prior to Adam, right? Yeah, that's, she lived in there for a while. It was very different when she lived there. It was nice, nice, and so on. <laughs> So Adam Fadda made it sound like it was just he was sleeping under a car, 
you know, with grease on his face and everything. That's not it was that wasn't it at all. Do you ever, do you remember the story when the um, fan caught fire in there? No, uh, remind me. So the, it was summertime, you know, and gets valley hundred and whatever oh. it was. And um, he had this fan going on all the time. And then he woke up one night and the thing was on flame. And so he jumped on it with the blanket. And the blanket was like nylon and the nylon stuck to his finger. Do you you remember that? Well, now, yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a good thing he caught it. Yeah. You know, I mean, who wakes up in the middle of the night? You know, smoke takes you out. Yeah. Kid's a survivor. Yeah, you you didn't. I mean, it sounds like a punishment here, but it was actually. I mean, any kid at sixteen, seventeen would want to live there. You know, it wasn't that bad. We used to hang out there all the time. Oh yeah, that's right. Ray was there too. All right, so maybe that answered it for you. It wasn't just some kind of. Um, why did we make Adam do it? All right. Um, let's see. Next scroll. Squirrel Itty would be interested to hear about Ray's experience in drug addiction and how he dealt with it. So let me turn that over to Ray. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, yeah, I've had my bouts. You know, I mean, I've talked to Jim about them. Uh, I guess my biggest addiction would have been pills, for sure. And after that... Pills meaning downers, meaning like Norco and Vicodin and that kind of thing. And then um, what else? Not a big pot guy. Pot when I was little. Alcohol still like. But not too addictive. You know, smoked my fair share of, you know, we called it base. I think they call it crack now and all that kind of stuff. But um, not don't have a real drug addict's brain like hit-and-run kind of propositions on most everything, except for the painkillers. Those were kind of tough, and those I got off years ago, but I really got hooked on them when I had a bunch of surgeries. And um, what it was that took me like four days of hell, and then I was fine. But it was pretty tough to get off of them. Okay, so that answered that question. And the final... Well, by I-S-I-S-E-Y-E. Isi? I think it's Isisi. Isisi. Well, where are these names coming from? Isisi. Um, okay. Want to try guide imagery or progressive relaxation to kick, to kick my anxiety, depression, ass? Any suggestions? No religion. Well, first place... I don't know what to what degree your anxiety and depression is, and it might need more than something called guided imagery. Um, you might need some different kind of help with it. Um, so I, I that that's that would be my answer to that. I don't know how deeply you're depressed or anxious. Um, I think you might need more than guided imagery. So we can write back again and. Um, we can continue on with that. You might need more of psychotherapy or some kind of guidance. Okay. That's what I did. That's what Ray did. Okay. All right. So we answered the three or four of the questions, but keep them coming. We'll answer them the best way we can. 
All right, so this is our new season. And before we start this, what I call the descent to soul, or people can call it different things, psyche, to the essence of oneself, the I am, the Atman of the Hindu, all kinds of different terms for that. Let's just do a little review to, to see what we're see what we're see what we're dealing with. Okay. Um, first place, before we we can picture us now. We're ready to do this little this little. We're coming kind of from a base camp, and you can picture uh, Ray and I putting on our our. Um, uh, knapsacks, is that what they call them? Backtracks? Backpack. <laughs> Backpacks, yeah. And getting ready for this journey. Um, so the first thing is to get ready for it. Um, we want to see what what state are we in. So I'm looking at myself and ask Ray to look also. Um, we've been working on posture and really trying to be how present am I in this room before we even start the journey? I might ask that to the podcasters too who are listening. Um, so we're feeling my body, feeling in touch with my body. Before we actually step into this um, journey, um, let's think of what would composure be for me now as I'm at the ready to get going. Kind of composure is where one kind of feeling where one is, and one um, composure is kind of a beginning of a little of stability, of going into an interior life. Composure leading to an attention, um, leading to a presence. So first to feel the presence as we step into that life. So we we begin to um, slowly move into interior life. Remember, most of our life is done, we're trying to work out what's exterior. So we're going on a journey that has um, more to do with going inside to look. and the kind of tools that we need to take. Now, we've been going over different things. We've used uh, developmental psychology for understanding how we develop men, how we develop from a, in the uterine life up to adulthood. We've kind of been looking at that and the subpersonalities that developed. Um, we, uh, we've been using some of the tools of Buddhism, of... Uh, Meditation and uh, mindfulness, that's the important one also, where we're really trying to get in touch with something and really be here. So mindfulness of that and the tools of um, psychology and, and, if, uh, and if therapy is needed to have some foundation and work in therapy, uh, some of the audience might have had, might have had or have, and 
and begin to take these tools now into our journey. Now, the, one of the first things we meet as we begin this journey of what I'm going to call our a dragon, our demons, given different names, the obstacles. When we meet one of the obstacles coming in, one of the first ones we might meet, the obstacles will come in the form of addictions, habits, obsessions, things that have been split off from the psyche and now are in the shadow of our unconscious. So here we go, starting to head down. And one one of the first kind of addictions that I would run to in my own life would be eating, overeating, a greed at eating, very early in my life. In my family, if things went wrong, you just were fed more. And I was obese as a child and growing up all the years for this compulsion and eating and bad eating habits and a lot of starts and so on. So as I start my journey, as I look through the the weeds and stuff, I come across kind of a a little fat guy. And uh, I'm seeing him. He's my dragon, my uh, addiction. So I'm looking at him right now. And he's looking at me. And the first thing he says, do you have a pastrami sandwich on you, by the way? And I say, well, wait, before I get into pastrami sandwich, um, yeah, I know you want a piece of pie and some whipped cream, but before that, you know, I'd like to get to know you. You're kind of hiding in those weeds. Um, and uh, you're important to me. You came very early in my life. You soothed me um, with all that eating. It was my way to deal with my problems. So you're my first addiction. And the first thing I want to do, rather than realize the fight with you or to dominate you, I'm going to invite you to tea. So you can come out of the weeds and maybe you could talk to me. And one of the, I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah, you'll have something later to eat. Just if you hold on, we got stuff in the, in the, uh, the bags that we can give you something. Um, but before that, would you answer a couple of questions? What, with, instead of all the eating, what is it that you really need? There's some, something's empty in you. It was empty in me when I took you on. When I filled it with this. But, what do you need? Now, he's not answering so fast. If you could, if I could understand you better, and we could talk and find out what the source is, what the root of what the problem was, I would need to know if you have a voice to say that or not. I'd like to know what you would like from me. What do you want from me? 
that could take that greed and suffering from having to fill myself and have you cut off and isolated from the rest of my psyche and being. So that would be one of the first starts. And Ray, who might you meet in the beginning of the journey for yourself? What? My thing, my thing wasn't food. I mean, I think my thing would be, you know, the, the, the physical thing, you know, the constant battles, that type of thing. You know, the warring at home. That's more what I took in, you know, and continued that outside of home. And it's with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just never knew it. You know, I'd always find a, a victim or or somebody to, to brawl with at some kind of level. Older brother, you know. I mean, I think that's where I got it from. Mm. What would you call that? Mass of what? What if I had to see it in, in the weeds and pull it out? What form would it take? What's a picture of it? Hmm. Be like an obnoxious, you know, out of control kid. Okay. You know, a little, little, little bit too big for how old he is. That kind of thing. Semi bright, but just you know, misguided. That kind of thing. Hard to control. Hard to control. Well, let's say, we'll just say obnoxious to give it. Um, so if you, if you see something in the, kind of in the weeds, that's uh, an obnoxious figure or form, what, what do you see? What, what form is he in this obnoxious, obnoxious uh, part of you? That's left your psyche is now on its own. Obnoxious, a picture of him. Could you even picture anything, or hmm, what would he look like? Like every other kid you see. No, it's like a kid. It'd be like a child, but a rank child, you know. A rank child. Yeah, that kind of thing. And and what kind of a mood? What is he? What's his feelings? What what kind of a mood? What does he carry with his? He's angry. He's oh, okay. You know, I mean, he's angry. He's out of control. He's you know mischievous. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's it's like growing up feral or something. Mm-hmm. You know that type mm-hmm. of thing. Where you really didn't go. Like I didn't go anywhere to get any answers. You know, I mean, they were just sought on your own, or not sought. You know, I didn't have any real. I mean, my mother was soothing at a, at a level, but I mean, as far as direction and and knowledge and and a, a, a connection of that nature, I didn't I didn't get that. You know, not much of that. So you were like kind of left. You know, and you have three brothers, and you know, you were kind of left <clears throat> to go on. You know, you were on your own, more or less. You know, which was fine at that time you know that's Mm -hmm. the only thing you knew but so you never got to make those connections or you never got to be you know vulnerable in any state you would just act out at least that's what i did okay 
ask him. How fat question. did your guy get, by the way? Um, 225, I think was the highest. Ask my guy what? What does he need? If, could he say what he needs, that obnoxious part of you? I think he just, I would need like <clears throat> to be acknowledged at a deeper level. Mm. You know, not so much at a, a superficial level, but at a, a deeper level and more like a like a, a different type of vulnerability. Because mm. I didn't get much of that. You know, so you were never really vulnerable. You were always you were always on the defensive or offensive, <clears throat> regardless of what you did. You know, it was either one or the other. Like authority, you'd go after them, and then you know teachers, you know, principals. I remember I got benched for half the year once. Benched mm. means you had to sit on a bench for when kids were playing and recess mm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's like I, I, that's what I did, you know. Stealing when I was a kid, that kind of little knick-knack stuff. Mm. So a lot of that kind of acting out. Okay. And what can you, what can you give to this part of you now? So there's other parts of you has developed since then, and this isolated part, which you got a reputation from, which people misunderstood about. Uh, yeah, but that's what, you know, you get a reputation from it, and that's what you're more or less known for. And then they want to see, you know, they want to see the, the let the games begin kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know. They want to see you do it again. Come on, you know. Yeah. Go up to her and say this, you know, do this, do, yeah. do what you do. It's like, ah, you don't know me. You know, and mm. that part hurts too, because mm. you get stuck mm. with this thing, and then the more you see it, and the more you witness it, and the more you can more or less communicate with it, it doesn't have to run roughshod. So there's also a sadness in it. It's not just angry. There's no, also... it's it's lonely too. It's sure, it's super isolating. Mm. I mean, it's because that's what it does, right? It isolates you. Mm. Being a fat kid puts you out being an obnoxious kid puts you out so you're sad you're lonely you know you suffer for that kind of stuff yeah you know and then you don't you know you and then you have no idea what relationship is you don't know how to relate and all that kind of thing so it just goes on i mean it gets deeper and deeper and you can see it you know you can see it in yourself and then but you can see it outside too you know you can see it in other people you know, oh, i know that guy because I'm that guy. So it becomes kind of an identity that people relate to you with. They know you as that. Sure. Mm. And there, some of them are attracted to that. You know, think that's good or mm -hmm. think whatever, you know, or don't even know, but say, hey, that's, I like that, you know, but, well, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a hard road. That's a, it's a tough one. Mm. So, Podcast, as you can see, is Marie and I are, as we start this journey, and if you start it, and we're not doing anything heavy, or we're just trying to look. Um, we're trying to see, I'm calling the dragons anything that hinders our liberation, that's in the way of our freedom. That's what, that's what I'm calling it. A, um, but it, it kind of yeah. makes you nervous looking at it, though, you know? I mean, it makes you, when you have to look at it or you have to fest or something like that, 
it makes you uneasy. I mean, does it make you uneasy talking about how you were, you know, slovenly at one time? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, part. you feel shamed about it and all that. There's a lot of shame in that in that part. Yeah, there there is. Um, I've been working with it for a lot of years, so. You know, um, I feel a lot of shame yeah. too, and I like I've said some really outrageous and done some really obnoxious things, and I, I remember when I used to go out at night, you know, with my friends, and you know, you know, most of them, and um, I wouldn't be able to sleep mm. from like the crap that I pulled. Oh. You know, it would haunt me. It'd be like on a loop, like, oh my god, I got to call that person or whatever, you know. So that's the part they didn't know about you. No. But you right? No. I would suffer for that. Uh-huh. In high school, too. I used to say some, I mean, you know, you've heard the stories, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I would be up till like three, four in the morning just stewing, you know, going, oh, my God, what did I do? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a backlash to that kind of thing, too. You know, just like I'm sure there was a backlash to the eating thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I never had, a, if, if anything, I'm, I don't eat. That's my thing, too, like not to eat. Mm. You know, it just brought a memory when you... I was thinking of an early memory of being fat and being um, uh, being comforted by food, and particularly all you know, the Italians and, and poverty, so it had to do with starch was the main thing that you eat. But I've, I got a vision in elementary school. Well, first place it was called Ponzo in Italian. That's to do with... Fatness and you know, but I had the the dreaded day of my life is when the county nurse came to the infirmary, and she would now weigh everybody class by class. You were called in second grade, Mrs. Harner's class, and so, and I would all we all get around the scale. That scale was like a firing squad I mean, it was a it was like a hanging that was going to go on and this little nurse would say okay john would you come up okay oh 42 pounds okay same as last year john <laughs> and you know, so there's like a general weight category this other kids would be in uh 70 some pounds or something okay and now they start to giggle it's my turn now <laughs> <laughs> it's Fat Boy's turn. I bet he's one ten. Um, James Carolla, would you step on the scale? Oh God, walking up to that scale. So last, uh, see, the last time you weigh, you're one thirty-two. Oh, uh, one. Hmm. Ah, they're all laughing. I bet he's one seventy now. <laughs> oh. 173, what do you know? Oh, that dreaded torture of getting down from now. All the, now they really had something to laugh about. Um, funny, so you get little highlights of things, little snatches of times in, in, in your life. That was mine. Do you have a, a, a little snatch from that part? Well, you had a lot related to school, I know, benching for the rest of the year. Anything else at school that's a snatch, like the one, a little picture of where it really, you really felt it? 
Oh, God, there's so many. I can't call, call on any. You know, I think when I called one of my teachers an asshole, mm. that's when I got called, you know, and he said, get out of my class. And it was like that super heightened thing, you know, where everybody felt awkward and all that kind of thing. But it was a tit-for-tat situation. Mm. So I said, like, so it was big time one up some chip. So I said, well, give me a hall pass. I'll be happy to leave and all that kind of thing. Mm. But I knew I had done... I was out. I was totally out of line, mm-hmm. but I couldn't let go, and so I just kept, you know, pushing the envelope. And so he goes, you know, get out of my class. I go, give me a hall pass. Be happy to. And then I left, and I was like, oh. I felt pretty hollow. Oh boy! You know, but there, there's hundreds of those. I mean, you know, I don't have a scale story. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That wasn't your problem. Yeah, but um, you know, junior high. I mean, what? Grammar school, there's a ton of... I, I, I can't even recall right now. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. All right. I'll just see if you had a snatch of something. <clears throat> um, so, as Ray and I... Were you an athlete at all? Oh. I mean, did you play any sports or anything? <laughs> oh, you were God. like the last That's kid picked and all that oh. kind of stuff? They didn't even want me. Did so, you have a friend? Did you have like one friend yeah. that you hung out with? Somebody as... as uh, Dysfunctional, dysfunctional as I was, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, oh, that's the other thing. The schoolyard games. Are you, are you are, Jack and Bill, you pick your sides. It'll go through like 35 kids. I'm still not picked yet. Uh, okay, that's it. You could have Corolla. No, I don't want him. You better get out of here. I don't want that fat pig. No, I don't want him either. So they fight who didn't want me was the, was the fight. Um, you know, before we will have more to go on this and our pod people who want to take a look and they even could um, call in or write in about what, what did you, what's the first one you came across? Uh, was it an addiction, an obsession, a fear? Um, as, as we start this journey and, and if you come with us, those who are coming with us, um, and do this gently to yourself. This is not to be any heavy deal or admonishing yourself. I'll try to do it in a little lighter way. Um, and see what you find. The other thing is about... Yeah, uh, tons of depression in that stuff that you're mentioning, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you can get caught in that, too. Sure. And then when you were speaking of, you know, what's been helping me lately is when you spoke of um, empty mind. Because that other stuff, it's it's got a lot of weight to it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And uh, I was going to ask you, Jim, like with your patients and stuff like that, or I don't know, what, what do you term, like when I come to see you, what am I, a patient? <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. No, it's fine. But do you ever have people that, um, you know, I, I like that fight you at a level? Like, okay, listen, you know, like the... It's a progression, and I get it, and I get you got to be quiet to even get it. I mean, I remember when I started going to you, it took me a lot of it's a little bit repetitive, but then to get the different levels of it, it would take in different you know stages of introspection and doing working sure. on yourself but i i would i like i know I remember when I brought my mother in with, to see you you know and my brother um there's a real fight, you know, and the fight's on the fight's against you. You know what I mean? 
I remember I sent one of my friends to see you. And he got out of there and he goes, uh, not for me. He goes, way too much work. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, do you get a lot of that? Well, sure, because remember, as we take this journey down, whatever we've run into at this level, uh, what we're calling the dragon or the, uh, the, uh, the, the obsession, the addiction, uh, one of its main things is that it projects its dynamics on other people. So we project that on other people. And it doesn't, usually at the beginning it's not aware it's doing it, but it's got a strong projective quality because it can't face the pain, so it just sees what's wrong or sees what's fat or sees what's obnoxious in other people and um, sometimes shames them or uh, tries to um, get their power and avoid having to face its own difficulty. That's that's huge. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, if, that's, if, if nobody understands that or if nobody has ever done that, you're fucking lying. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. That's huge. Okay, so I'm looking at our our time, and um, and we started the we actually started the the journey today. Ray and I both bumped into an old familiar parts of ourselves. And um, by the way, I want you to know, when I was a kid, I used to protect guys like you. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I, I could have used it. And yeah, there were people that would feel sorry. Um, no, I didn't feel sorry for them. I just thought just they should be that. left alone. Okay. You know, I don't think, I don't think, you know, I hated that, the underdog victim thing. You know, and so since I was bigger and stronger than anybody, I could, um, you know, put my will on others. Right. <laughs> but there's, a, there's it's a, not a, yeah, doesn't work out. No. All right. So that's, anyway, that's our first discovery. And, um, and again, as I say, we're trying to do this not in some heavy psychological way, but just in a way you find a part of you and you might um, be able to see it. And, um, and as we, I tried to do, we tried to dialogue with a little bit and ask that question, what do you really need? You might ask that to you. Okay, so we're going to, go, we're going to experiment with going off... Um, with a scatting thing, so let's um, let's give let's give it a go. This is Ray Jim. What Jim. happened to the the thing you do with the the your lips? That was way better. I yeah, thought. I know. Ray's trying to get out of it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, we'll do a little blues in the background. I'll start it. But it was the beep. Ba ba do 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 dum ba. Here, here I'm first. Ba ba be ba 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 ba. Ba ba be ba 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 ba. Yeah, you hear Ray? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he's starting to get it. He's even got a couple right notes. That's good. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, listen, Ray and Jim are the hippest cats. In town, go Ray. Ray and Jim are the hippest cats in town. Yeah, you hear that, Ray? Getting those notes in there, and we're gonna be the best podcasters you ever heard. Here we go now. Ray and Jim are the hippest cats in town. Yeah, he's got the idea. Woo-hoo. 
Yeah, Ray and Kim are the smartest mothers you ever seen. <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to have fun doing this cat, this cat show. I'm doing it. Come on, Ray. <laughs> Leave me off. Come on. I'll, I'll, I'll mimic you. Okay, see you, podcasters. See you next week. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.